Welcome back, welcome back. In the news of technology and how it might impact your life and the lives of those around you, uh, Google is at war with Epic Games. At this point, I know it seems like, it's starting to feel like Epic Games is picking a fight with every tech juggernaut out there. Maybe so that they can get noticed, maybe so that a lot of people can play their games more. If you did not know, Epic Games is the same company that makes Fortnite, one of their most successful and popular games in the market. Now, they are challenging Google, saying that they, with their Play Store, this is the Android version, Version of an app store, the play the Google Play Store is anti-competitive. This obviously comes as a shocker to many Android users, especially if you're a bit of a power user, because you would know that the difference between Apple and the App Store and Google and the Google Play Store is that Google actually does allow you to sideload apps and they allow other companies or other uh, developers to have their own app stores. On my device alone, I think I have at least about four or five other uh, uh, um, app stores that I've installed that are not that they that don't belong to Google. Samsung has its own app store. In fact, Epic itself has its own app store that you can download off of Google Play. Technically, an app store of theirs. Uh, I remember I've once had it on my device. Um, and then you also have, um, um, I think Huawei has its own app store that you probably, I'm not sure, I've never tested this, but you probably can install it on Android. And then there are other obscure ones. Uh, like I have, I think, D-Droid. I forgot what it's, F-Droid, I think it's called. I can't remember. And those ones are a lot more obscure because even the apps that are on those on those app stores are not apps that are approved by Google. And Google allows those to exist on the platform. So what's the beef that Epic is introducing here? Now, it's it's very interesting, and I'm loving the fight that Epic is doing, but I'm not sure whether Epic is doing this because it's trying to win sentiment from the the, the, the market, right? The gaming market. I'm not sure whether it's trying to win our sentiment, our empathy, so that we can empathize with them and be on their side and therefore play their games and be like, you know, uh, a rally behind them. Uh, and Epic Games is not a small player in the tech space. I mean, they own the, I think it's called, uh, what is it? The, the the engine that is used to make games and nowadays even movies. Um, I forgot what this engine is called. I'll remember just, just shortly. But these are these are things that we, definitely need to consider in this Google and Epic fight. Um, Yeah, Google and Epic Games fight. Uh, This fight began, I think it was officially a couple of days ago, three or four days ago, uh, where they finally began their fight in court. And Epic is arguing that even though Google um, allows for all of these things I've just explained, they have practices that are uh, anti-competitive practices where they pay developers not to design their own app stores. I'm still learning about this uh, conflict. I don't know as much as I should, so I'll probably keep updating you guys as I learn more and more. Another thing is... um, 
Um, Elon Musk, the one person who was ad- advocating that they they should stop the development of AIs so that we can have we can regulate it essentially, which I think is was a very good approach, um, and it was a very good proposed idea, which never ended up happening because no company stopped developing AIs. But at the same time, there's nothing stopping governments from starting to experiment with um, uh, uh, regulation, like how to regulate AI eyes so that they do not end up actually uh, destroying countries, destroying uh, companies, destroying... I mean, I've demonstrated before while talking about Facebook how a social media platform destroyed an entire community and uh, it it wasn't Facebook in itself, actually, I should be fair. Someone used the platform to, to destroy an entire group of people who were kicked out of an entire country. So this goes to show that these things, AI and uh, 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 LLMs are very, very, very powerful. So finally, Elon Musk has um, uh, announced their, their own, Twitter's very own uh, uh, AI. I don't know if I should call it Twitter's AI, but it's called Grok. Uh, which basically means that it is is going to be built on every single conversation, DM, post, video, everything that you've ever posted on Twitter. That AI is going to be using in order to better itself and become more knowledgeable and understand the world better. This is why other social media platforms do not want to give access to like OpenAI's uh, ChatGPT, for example, like Facebook blocks other AIs from using its information or meta from using its social media platforms to become, to understand the world better. This is an incredible thing because we do, if we're going to have AI around the world, we do need those AIs to compete with one another. Uh, but yeah, I don't know to what end. Uh, personally, I am a bit nervous while also excited because I've seen how AI can actually, or LLMs, or uh, uh, I think they're also called um, generative models. Yes, generative models can actually save you a lot of time with a lot of things a stack load of things. So this is something that we need to think about very carefully about um, what kind of a world. I mean, we have, we literally seen companies compete and building stronger and stronger AIs. What kind of a world will we be living in in the next five to 10 years? Welcome back to I Am Live. And I, I've got something very important that I want to, or interesting rather, that I want to share with regards to tech impact. So I don't know if you saw the court case that's taking place in America. It is actually uh, trust uh, the U.S. versus Google, and it is pertaining to the fact that Google. Um, well, people are actually arguing that it's for trust. We need to be able to trust Google, but but Google has, has forced its way into such in, in our lives to such a manner that you actually can't live without Google to a great degree. And then the interesting thing with regards to that is that Google. I don't want to say suspicious, the correct word is actually they're very coy, they're hiding their results, they're hiding their finances, they're not very open about it, right? And I found this article and I just thought it's worthwhile to share it with you, how Google is working, because now with the court case, they actually need to, they need to, to put forward some uh, evidences or some finances and people need to see it. So, interesting 53% of all Google's profits are made through advertising. 53% of all Google uh, profit, of Google income rather, is made through advertising. 
Google made in the year 2018, because that's the stats that's been released now. In the year 2018, Google made, get this, you won't believe it, 300 trillion rand. 300 trillion rand. Okay, that's some billion dollars, obviously. Right. So if you forget what a billion is, a billion is a thousand million. <laughs> then you get... Uh, the amount. So they made in one year, they made 300,000 million rand. That's where we get trillion from, right? Do you want to know, and of course you do need to know, what was the most, what was the, the search that made them the most results or, or the made them the most money? So how it works is you search for something. If there's a company that is advertising with Google that's, that provides that, 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 that deed or whatever you're searching for, they would come out on top, right? Now, <laughs> here's the kicker. 2018, Google made the most money from a specific search. And the top-rated search on Google was iPhone. Searching for an iPhone or someone willing to buy an iPhone. In other words, the most money that Google makes were from or made were from a competition of theirs known as Apple, obviously. Apple competes with them with a Pixel phone and with uh, Fitbit now being like, taken out of South Africa and stuff like that. Apple made Google the most money. I find that incredibly interesting because to a certain degree you're like, that cannot be true. But it is true, in actual fact. It is true. Apple is making Google money. So now uh, I, the typical shawl in me and the human side of me is like, I'll, I want to ask the question, who's the fool in this? And I need to say, sort of ashamed of the egg in my face, it must be Apple. I mean, because Apple's giving Google the money to make uh, Apple is actually making the money for Google in order for Google to survive so that is something very interesting and I thought it worthwhile to, to share with you uh, the statistics then I think Google, I might be wrong but I think they I saw some statistics that they've got 8.6 million searches per day being made on Google 8.6 million searches per day uh, sounds a bit low to be totally honest with you because I'm on Google 100 times a day probably Yeah, but in any case if you've got a Fitbit, uh, enjoy it while you can. It's going to be upgraded. There still will be support, but unfortunately, the company Fitbit is being pulled out of South Africa. Google bought Fitbit, and they are taking Fitbit off of South Africa, Latin America, South America, large parts of Europe, and they are only will be they will only be focusing on the United States and the greater. A very English community. They don't put it that way, but that's my understanding. The greater, very English-speaking communities of the world. Uh, so they bought it. They are selling it. So everywhere you can get a Pixel phone, you would now be able to get a Fitbit. So it looks like we need to start looking elsewhere for our fitness trackers. <laughs>